Drogba in der Mitte, da Schneider, Schneider Merhaba and welcome to episode 10 of the Lions Den, a Galatasaray podcast done by the community for the community. From all around the world, I'm your host Samet, and today we've gathered again. From New York, America, we have Brooklyn Emre. Hey Emre, have you finished the game Elden Ring already? No, I want to blow my brains out every day I do try to finish it. Really? <laughs> and uh, yeah. And we have also from Cheeseland, the Netherlands, historian Sale. What's our weekly fact, Sale? What's up, everybody? Okay, this fact will be a bit longer, but I think suiting, as we have a fellow Canadian over here. So, Ooh. yes. <laughs> um, during World War One, the Canadians exploited the trust of Germans would become accustomed to fraternizing with Allied units. So what happened is... Uh, Canadian soldiers threw tins of corned beef into the neighboring German trenches and when the Germans shouted for more, the Canadians tossed a bunch of grenades and basically killed a few of them that way. <laughs> really <laughs> random, but still, I find it funny. Oh, you're so lame, Sally. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as always, we have Coach John from Toronto, Canada. How are you doing, John? John, what's John. up? What's up? I'm doing well. Missed, uh, missed that intro. Um, I would say missed you guys. I just missed Emre though. Um, uh, we had, we had a pretty good, and kisses. pretty good time in Turkey. We didn't have Emre though. So it's good to hear your voice, man. I'm glad to be back. I might sound a little weird. I'm kind of under the weather a little bit. I lost my voice twice in Turkey. So I sound a bit weird. So Feel better, uh, brother. apologies, apologies for that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you can add me to that as well. Uh, yeah. My voice is a bit uh, not so strengthful as it used to be. So it's just us for today, and we don't have Yasin, and Mazar is still sleeping. He couldn't wake up, probably. We tried calling, but yeah, Australian times, it's hard. Yeah, we've been out for two weeks. Uh, reason for that, if you have listened to our episode nine, You'd know we would be in Turkey for the Besiktas and the Barcelona game. And uh, we had a very awesome eight-day trip, which was, uh, yeah, a lot of memories, basically, between each other. Unfortunately, Emre, as John said, couldn't join, or Mazar as well. But the rest of us were there, and you guys were always in our hearts <laughs> when we had all the fun events. Yep, yep. <laughs> oh, so much fun not being there. As Mazar once said. No, one thing I do want to, I wanted to check with you and Maz, Emre. Okay, so mm -hmm. when you, when you, this was a whole big thing and a, like big realization when we were in Istanbul. When you go to the toilet, how do you oh wipe God. off your ass? Do, do you wipe it? <laughs> do you wipe it from the front or the back? The f uh, hmm. I'm nervous, I haven't really bro. thought about it. I'm nervous to hear his answer, bro. I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know. From Think front, about it. I guess. What? No. 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 You're a front wiper? No, it can't be, bro. 
I'm well, trying to fucking position well, myself what on the toilet mean? right now, thinking yeah. how I wipe. Do, do, like, do, when you're on the toilet. Ah, from the back, from the back, from the back. Okay. Okay. Oh, and then no. do, do you wipe upwards or downwards towards your scrotum? <laughs> Is this what you guys talk about? I'm glad it's <laughs> yes, very bro. productive down there. <laughs> it, uh, was very, it was very random, but. It, it I think just... towards the scrotum, I guess. Oh, done, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, that's like me, but we had to... And me as well. Yeah, and and John has uh, towards his back, right? You wipe to your back. But Come what's on, don't expose me like this. What's interesting is there are people that sit on the toilet, I'm not going to call names, and instead of from the back wiping, from the back, <laughs> they go in that small hole in the front. Oh, that what you mean. Yikes. And yeah, they what the wipe... Hell? Like that, it's insane. It, it, so y- you can imagine us, right, sitting or, sitting in a circle, like drinking a chai or whatever. This is what we're talking about, bro. Like pissing right. ourselves, laughing, trying to figure this shit out. No one else would ever ask each other this, but somehow this is what we're discussing and trying to figure out. So fucking random, man. And we did and, try uh, as well. I d- I did try <laughs> the front wipe. Yeah, we went to the toilet. I don't know Im- Im- how it's... Yeah, we had yeah. to check it out. We didn't know. Like, imagine six guys standing in a circle near the toilet, one by one going on the toilet, showing how they wipe their ass. <laughs> also, another question, Emre, now that you're probably freaked out, but uh, when you sit, right, where do you mm-hmm. put your private part? Do you put it in the <laughs> toilet or on top of the lid? Depends if I'm erect or not. <laughs> bruh no this oh is a serious God. question bro come on <laughs> take it serious okay i don't know it depends on how small the freaking toilet is this toilet seat <laughs> see I this guess... is why we needed emre bro we needed emre in turkey fuck yeah too good uh, bro. so okay. funny yeah um, I, I it depends on the toilet seat i suppose uh, that's a politically correct answer i'll take it i'll take it okay i guess it depends all right let's move on yeah, did, yeah. Uh, did you have any questions on uh, on one of the things uh, that we uh, shared in the group? One of the events? I mean, we had many. Yeah, let me look at the events. And what's the what's the doctor event? What, what, oh. What's going on with that? <laughs> That's a great question, man. Uh, John, you take this one. <laughs> because you, you, <clears throat> you saw how everyone looked when they saw it. Okay. So we were looking for a place for dinner, right? So uh, one of our other friends, uh, Mehmet, that we were with, he, he suggested a place called uh, The Meat Doctor, I think it was called, right? Yeah, near Nusret in Etiler. In Etiler, yeah. <clears throat> so we go there and it's like, uh, apparently it's uh, like the idea behind the restaurant is it's one of uh, a former, I guess, Nusret employee or something like that created his own restaurant similar to Nusret, like a steakhouse, right? So... He, uh, Mehmet, he suggested, he says he's been there and, you know, he had a certain price in mind, like a price range, because he's been there before. It wasn't too crazy. It was reasonable, right? So he, we go and we sit down and he says, he tells them to bring out like one of every type of steak they have, right? Uh-huh. So they, they bring that out. They bring out waters, fries, salad, you know, all these different steaks for us to try and all this, all this stuff, right? The food is pretty good. So then we ask for the bill. And uh, the bill comes and we're all taking guesses how much it's going to be, right? Some, some of us said like, I don't know, 3,000 tele, 2,500 tele, you know, something reasonable mm-hmm. for six people. So the guy comes and brings Saleh the bill 
in like a closed like book type thing. So Sally, Sally opens up like the book and looks at the receipt <laughs> and he doesn't even say anything. He just covers his mouth. The guy that was sitting next to Sally, Burak, he looks over, he looks at the bill, he, he look, turns around and looks at me. He was like in shock and they're looking around at each other. Everyone's like, no, 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 no. He gives the, he, Sali gives it to Mehmet, to Mehmet. Mehmet looks at the receipt, bro. Mehmet is looking at the receipt for like 60 seconds, not saying anything, bro. He's just looking at it. And then finally, after he's done looking at it, he's like, oh shit. That's the only thing he says. The bill was almost 9,000 tele, bro. It was 8.8K for the dinner. We didn't even look at the fucking menu or anything. Mehmet just told him to bring every steak you have. And it was almost 9,000 tele, bro. So fucking That's hilarious. Funny. And you guys Mehmet got ripped was like, off. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, I got the foreigner prices for sure. He, bro, he felt so bad about it. He's like, oh, I have to make it up to you guys and stuff. Because we didn't even look at the menu. And like, damn, 9,000 tele. This man ordered dinner. everything off the menu too. <laughs> yeah, and, bro. And, and the thing is, so the waiter... He came by a few times and he was asking like, hey, how'd you find the service, etc. The reason he's asking that is because we didn't tip, right? Because the price was already like pretty, pretty fucking high. So he was expecting still a tip. But yeah, it bro. didn't work. I mean, he was kind of pushing, but nah. I'm not yeah, gonna water, water was like yeah. 65 tele. That's like fucking four euros, five dollars. For one glass, bro. Yeah. yeah. The, the price we paid just for like uh, the water was the price we paid for some like whole meals. Yeah, at other places, you know? Bro, so 65 tele is like half of someone's daily earning right there. Like, what? Well, Sali was disgusted. Sali was like... in Turkey, Sali's the biggest Jew. So, the, yeah. Bro, bro <laughs> if in Turkey, if Sali sees like a, anything, like it might be a hoodie. The hoodie might be like a thousand tele. Bro, he gets disgusted. He's like, I don't know how people in Turkey are supposed to afford this. Like, he gets so... He gets so bent out of shape about it. It's hilarious, bro. It's so funny. <laughs> but it is oh, true, I believe though. It. Like, am I wrong? Like, no, okay, for no. me with euros, it's fine. But, like, for someone who earns, what, what, like, what, 1,500, 2,000 lira a month, like a minimum wage, how are they supposed to afford any of that? It's super expensive if you really think about it. Crazy it's situation. It's tailored towards the tourists, yeah. right? There's a lot of tourists that go through probably where you guys are hanging out. Nah, right? I think, I think, you know... Leaving that one day up to Mehmet, uh, and Mehmet's Turkish, but you can hear he's foreign. So I think he just went there, and the guy saw the opportunity and was like, okay, give them the fucking most expensive yeah. thing on the card. Also, push them the foreign prices. And I wasn't on my game that day, so I didn't really question or bother too much. We just paid it. Yeah. But it's a memorable yeah. event, though. It's, it's funny. We had a good laugh about that. Just looking at everyone's faces as they discovered, like, the price of the meal was just <laughs> amazing. So, like I said, Sali gets, like, disgusted with this stuff. Like, he couldn't even speak. He, he looked, he opened it up, and he couldn't even find the words, bro. He, he, he was disgusted. It was so the funny. The thing is, so, um, with this trip, I was with my dad before. Like, I was with their group for a few days. And I, at one expense restaurant, they did the thing I did is, I did at this restaurant as well was just to ask around hey guys what do you what do you think and I, I remember Yasin saying something like 1800 or 1500 like stupidly low I was like ah probably around 3k whatever so if, just like John said before taking out this bill 
I opened this thing and I couldn't believe my eyes. I was like, <laughs> nine fucking K. Yeah. I remember man. it was either Burak. I think Burak, he, was, he even said, I think like, oh, you know, he's like, what the fuck <laughs> yeah. is this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing is, the Antricot, I think, was like 2,500, but that's fine. That's still meat. Like, fries. Uh, that Summit put away because he was like, ah, no one else is eating it. I didn't just put it away. away. I, no, I, they I took was like, bro. They took, they took it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was okay. like, oh, how nice. They take it away because then I can eat more meat. The fries, water, <laughs> Pepsi. But we didn't, even, we didn't even ask for fries. They brought, they brought fries, charged us a shit ton for them, and then took them away when they wanted. We weren't even done with the fries. And, and at so the end, weird. I was so stuffed, right? This guy brings out some uh, fresh made baklava with uh, ice cream. And I was like, do I really want this? You're like, oh, no, take it, take it. I was like, okay, sure. But later, of course, I learned. Like, one baklava piece, like, 150 or 200 liras, so. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But it was really good. Not gonna lie. It was really good. Same, you're a super Jew. How did you not contest that bill? I I told you. I wasn't on my day. Because it it was their lucky day. Yeah. Yeah. What, were you super drunk or something? Did you have, like, a hangover? Uh, Kind of. He wasn't on medicine. No, not at that point. I no, think. not at that point, but uh, the days before. I, I basically, I've been drinking a lot the whole week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but oh, another thing, uh, which is a thing that I proposed to do within the group, which was super fun, is we played one night with were- werewolves or something. It's basically, you know the mafia game, Emre? I think so. It basically, with a group of friends, it's nice. It's like Among Us. Yeah, it's, it's among like Among Us, us basically. Yeah. But, but then the IRL. Person. Yeah, we should yeah. definitely do that as well once we are on the pod once. It's pretty fun. Anyway, uh, anything else you want to ask about the trip? I mean, so much app. Oh, one thing I want to rant about, which I'm so pissed off on, because basically I'm super disappointed in the board. Uh, Burak Elmas and whatever board of members or whatever managers he put in place, it just sucks. I've been saying this for a while right now, that there's no real governance, there's no real organization, and people aren't doing what they're supposed to do. And again, during our trip, this was very noticeable, and I'll give you two examples. For one, um, was it during... Yeah, so the Barca... Uh, home game they called out everyone to wear red so oh my god as the good galatasaray supporters we are we went to the store tried to find something red to buy as well right and there was literally what? zero nada red products like what the fuck what the but hell Summit, we we went to i think like four or five different galatasaray stores don't forget yeah, yeah, it, it, it didn't make sense. Why are you calling everyone out to... Like, we went to other shops like Zara, Mango to get some red stuff. That's how ridiculous is what was. On top of that, you have a fucking big Barca game, bro. And you don't even have uh, the scarves, Barca Galatasaray scarf that you can sell. So what do people have to do? They have to go to these block market sales, these, uh, yeah, well out-of-market, uh, weird-ass uh, Barca gala scarves, you buy it off them, which I'm normally I'm totally against, but this unit team, this board, th- these managers are basically pushing me to not spend money at Gase's store and go outside and look at other places to spend my money 
while I want to support my team. But it's it's so ridiculous. I was yeah, so pissed we had, we had no choice. We had no choice but to do that with the scarves. Like, uh, I know, I remember you mentioned uh, one of the other European matches you went to. They had the scarves. I, I think it was the Marsilia game or Lazio. One of someone was telling me that you, you yeah. got the scarf, no problem, dude. This is like a this is a huge match. Where where is all the merchandise, man? Like, there's people coming from all over the world with money to spend, ready to spend money. They want to spend money, and there's nothing in the store, nothing. Mm-hmm. Like the the one thing I wanted. I wanted to get the white, uh, the white jersey and get Mark Howe, his name and number printed on the back, and I couldn't even do that. They didn't, I couldn't find the jersey in four different Galatasaray stores. Like, what the hell is that, bro? <clears throat> no, I just had uh, one thing to say. It was absolutely shambolic. The amount of effort we put just to get some basic stuff done. Yeah. It's, it shouldn't happen. I mean, look, if these smaller stores didn't have it, Hadinesa, right? It's fine. But the one at the stadium, like, come on, at least that one should have it. Yeah, Istiklal Jadisi and the stadium one should be stocked at all times, bro. And they had nothing, like, literally nothing. It was so disappointing. And for the scarves Samet was talking about, we had to, we just bought, like, like third-party, like, random scarves from these guys selling, mm-hmm. like, outside the stadium, you know? Because okay. I, I saw one person with the official one. So I know they were selling it. I saw one person with it. Where he got it, I don't know. But... I was gonna say maybe, just maybe, you got you guys went day of right or the day before, and that was during the weekdays. Maybe these people bought it prior, like on the weekends, and nah, they didn't restock. They probably if bought you guys it from. Of that? Uh, they brought. They probably bought it uh, from the stolen products, which, to be honest, they're forcing us to buy from them as well because they they don't yeah. sell proper gear. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. So ridiculous, man. Yeah, FYI for our listeners, there's been some news that there were stolen products from the Galatasaray players, from like the original uh, gear and products. These were being stolen from the inside and being resold outside. Which actually they have really cool gear, but I don't want to spend my money on those things because that's not I'm not supporting my club like that, you know. And which brings me, I want to ask you guys, would you buy one of those stolen products? Like, Salih, would you buy a stolen product and not support your team? <laughs> I mean, the way you put it, of course, no. Like, why would I buy it? <laughs> yeah, like, like knowing, knowing what it is, then of course not, like, you know. Mm-hmm. No, why would I support then, you know, the bad guys? Well, the, I basically yeah. vote with my dollars and I'm not going to do that. <laughs> That's true, but... For me, I was always super against it. But after this trip, seeing how shambolic the things were and seeing how cool gear they were being sold outside of Galatasaray store, I was like, fuck it. I just want some decent gala gear. And um, thinking now with the experience I had, yeah, well, gala is basically forcing me to do that. So, Thing is, the more you buy it off, then the more you incentivize them to do that. Keep like, stealing exactly. from the, that's true. That's the, true. From the club, but it's like uh, Salih said in our trip: if if um, if a cook gives you non-halal halal meat and says it's halal, is it your fault? Oh my gosh! <laughs> I guess <laughs> that one. When did he say that? <laughs> I remember saying it. I don't remember when I said it. Oh though. my god! <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the situation we were in. Yeah. Well, maybe enough about random talk. Um, 
well, we basically missed two weeks uh, where we didn't record an episode, all due to our planned trips and going back and forth, um, technical issues, because I did bring my mics. But yeah, you can imagine screaming there all day. But I didn't have any voice. I sounded like this, basically. So it's what's Whoa, that's be, exactly uh, how you sounded like. Were yeah. you faking it? No, no, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> 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 so we've seen uh, Barca in Camp Nou. We've seen Barca at Nef Stadium. Uh, John, what did you think of the two legs in general against Barcelona? Well, um, you know, of course I was in, in general, I'm very happy with how, with how it went. You know, obviously I think we could have had a bit of a better result for ourselves, but overall I'm, I'm quite happy. Um, I remember I said a few weeks ago when we, when we first had the draw that I thought the only way out of this was to get a good result in the first leg and then, um, you know, find a way at home. And we almost did that. The first leg was a, I don't know what the word is. I don't want to say miracle, but I don't know what the word is. It was one of the best defensive performances I've seen in a really, really long time. So that was incredible. And then at home, man, we had one foot in the door. Like, I will never forget that. We had one foot in the door, man. We went up 1-0. We went crazy my glasses almost got knocked off celebrating i don't even remember after markal scored it was so insane mm -hmm. but I, um i hugged half the stadium uh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i i mean uh look going into the the tie uh i think everyone thought it was going to be totally lopsided like four or five nil games and that wasn't the case man i'm i'm proud of our team i'm proud of uh the coaching staff I think we prepared well for it. And on, on a different day, I think we could have eliminated Barcelona. So I'm proud of the team. We played with a giant. You know, we're sitting at like 14th or 15th in the league or something like that. And uh, that's it. There's not much I have, much more else I can say. We played with a giant. I'm proud of, of what, we, what we did. And uh, on another day, I think we go through. How was your stadium experience at home? Oh my gosh. You know, it's, it's hard to explain. So I've, I've only been to two other games. So before this trip, I've only been to two other games. It was a Bursa match and the Schalke match, Champions League. Both of those were ties. And the Besiktas atmosphere was very good. Very good. But this Barca match, man, I don't even know how to explain it. Like right, even outside of the stadium, like lighting flares and just the noise in general, like people that have never been to a match. I mean, we should have saw it. It was his first time. It was his first time in the stadium and, and what a was time it? to go. Yeah. It was his first time ever. Mm. It is. So, it is. Tell us, Ali, tell us. Yeah. I do have to confess first time at the stadium, but what a game. Um, I think the Bishlash game atmosphere wise was definitely, how should I say it? Like a demo almost. Compared to uh, yeah, our Barcelona like that, yeah. atmosphere, um, I don't know. Like for like seeing the Nefsadim from up close, like actually up close, and not just driving by it, uh, what we normally do when we do go to Turkey by car, it's just something else. I just felt at home and entering the stadium itself, hearing all the fans already, you know, uh, sing chants or whatever. Like almost an hour before the game even starts, that that's just something else. 
that's something you won't find in a lot of places across the world. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I did really enjoy it. Um, there were way too many positives to note. Uh, honestly. Uh, stadium-wise, the only negative I could say with the Barca game was that the away side was sitting right in front of us. So, for the people who don't know, we had uh, tickets at the fourth category, so pretty pretty, pretty good spots. Um, yeah, section right 100. Section 100, exactly. West side. And, and apparently, the away fans were placed from where they normally should be, like an upper corner. They were placed right in front of us. Because at first, I was like, what are the police doing in front of us? There's like a whole row. And then I realized, yeah. oh, wait a minute. The whole Barca crowd is right in front of us. Yeah. So That's they, something I really didn't like. But. So, yeah, that we're going to get into that because that is, I'm still pissed off about that, honestly. So, mm-hmm. there was a, right, right in front of us, there was a section that was like, they were like blocked in by police. And apparently what happened was they took 3,000 seats from the, like the actual away category and very conveniently, somehow gave the this, gave these people these tickets right behind the Barca bench are like one of the most expensive parts of the stadium where our fans should be sitting so i don't know how that happened i don't know whose decision it was i don't know how much those people paid for that to happen but that is so ridiculous and you know what if they're going to do that however they managed to do that i don't know how they did it but however they managed if they're going to sit there then i don't think they should be boxed in by police because they shouldn't be sitting there to begin with so if you really want to sit behind the barca bench then i don't think you should have police or anyone guarding you whatever happens happens if you want to sit there then you can sit there that was just so ridiculous you gotta face the i was about to say you gotta then face the consequences of summit's fists i was so (laughs) pissed off dude i was so pissed off the thing is it's not my first time going to the stadium uh, I've been there many times. Also, like I remember Cluj game, Champions League, Real Madrid, Braga, when I was living there. And and seeing that happen, especially I also went to the 5-0 uh, PSV Eindhoven game here in uh, in the Netherlands. And um, we lost that one big big time. But 5-1, by they, the way. They, yeah, 5-1, whatever. They did not allow us to wear jerseys. They did not allow Galatasaray supporters in there. You basically had to go low key. And then I was drunk. I've sent a few very inappropriate tweets as well, which we deleted afterwards. Uh, (laughs) I corrected my uh, thoughts a bit and put something decent out. But the point is, it was organized. There were a clear line of policemen guarding the whole uh, lower West 100 section, which was full of Barca fans. And they were doing their thing, which is unacceptable to me that the board and that the managers have let this happen. I may have jumped over a few times and I got spoken to by police and they made some (laughs) videos of me. I hope they send me those videos as well. That'd be funny to see probably. But uh, yeah, I was very disappointed. So I went on the website. I tried to do a complaint form. And uh, yeah, look at that. Error 500 code. Uh, nothing to see. Well, yeah, we're basically a fucking amateur club when it comes to organization and distribution of products. It's ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. And that's why normally I'm with the board, but fuck the board. Burak Elmas Istifa is my is my saying. 
you can join me or not, but I'm done. I clearly do believe in the vision, and I'm with Torrent. I, I, like I always said, he still needs to finish a summer transfer and a full season. Then I'll decide what we do with him because I want him to thrive with his own transfers and own players. He obviously has the technical skills. He talks very nicely in the news reports. So I'm with him. And uh, it's just the Turks, man. The Turks, so disorganized. There's no professionality at all. And one thing I wanted to add, so these are all my rants, so all our experiences. How did it look for you, Emre, from the outside, looking at it from a screen? The atmosphere. Looking at what? The atmosphere, the atmosphere? and the games. Yeah, Barca, Besiktas. Well, they were fantastic. I actually, when I heard about the whole away thing, you know, Barca fans sitting in the home section, I thought there was going to be a lot of ruckus. Mm. And there wouldn't be, you know, as good of an atmosphere as there was in Besiktas, at the Besiktas game. But surprisingly, it was just as good, if not better. I don't, like, I watched it online. Probably won't hear it as well as think, people who are there. I think the Besiktas game was a bit on par with the Marsilia game. And the Barca game yeah. was more on par with the Fenerbahce game, which I went yeah. to as well. Because even the Besiktas, like, dude, the Besiktas match was on fire too. Like, there was no, you know, shortage of, uh, I, I guess, noise or like a- anything like that. It was, it was right up there. But yeah, no, the the Barca match was a different, uh, a the different caliber. Besiktas, the Besiktas game, we went. To- we, like at first, we wanted to like postpone that game, but ever since you know what Ahmed Nurcelebi was talking and saying you know stupid shit to us, and then we went in there all fired up, ready yeah. to you know there was a whole back the, and forth, right? Up. Yeah, exactly. Between the 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 their boards, our boards, and it got heated, and I, that's what I feel like. That's why I feel that game was especially heated up with the fans. Yeah, there yeah. were rumors we're trying to delay that because uh, yeah, we were wanting to rest at To play Barca. Exactly. And uh, we throw a... I think Dave threw a bone at us and saying, yeah, well, uh, we don't care. And uh, like, you can it's go defend... It's always whataboutism. Yeah, you can go defend us in Europe, but uh, don't lose 7-0, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's just children's shit, you know? Just, just children's I mean- shit. That that comment still gets me as Besiktas. I mean, how much did they lose to Sporting again? Was it Sporting? Like eight nil almost. Yeah. If you combine both scores, Aggregate. like I don't know what you're talking about. <clears throat> you you know, know, I think there's some there's some type of satis. I, uh, I don't know if it's satisfaction. I, I guess you could say that there's some type of satisfaction knowing that we showed up, got the three points against them. That was easy peasy. Totally dominated them. I don't know if you guys want to get into that, but that was easy work. And then a few days after, we played Barcelona to the death, man. Like that was super close. I, they barely got by that second goal. I'm, I'm trying to erase from my brain because that should have never happened. But that, that that's the thing. We were saying, you know, let's let's delay this match so we can rest and put in a good performance against Barcelona. And we we didn't rest and we did it anyways. Mm-hmm. We showed up, got the three points against them, easy work, onto the big match Barcelona, and almost got it done there too. So that's why is, I really... Hit, mm-hmm, go ahead. Uh, no, I just wanted to point out, like, yeah, we beat Besiktas, but I think in the end game was Barca, and I think because of that Besiktas game, we kind of suffered because we, we did go all out in the Besiktas game, and you could have you clearly saw that in the Barca game because Kerem was kind of like 
not off as in his play style, but his stamina wasn't there. And then you saw PVA. He like had multiple cramps that whole game. Yeah. And yeah, I, I wish we actually there. we actually postponed that game. And Burak Elmas didn't help. I don't know. He put out the first statement saying, you know, yada, yada, yada. But then he mentioned how Besiktas, you know, got out of Europe with zero points. Like that does not help your situation at all. And that, this goes <laughs> back to Summit's criticism. Like yeah. there's no profession professionalism in this sport at all. Irks, man. All he, all Burak Elmas cares about is going, you know, in front of Gazetiches, you know, journalists and talking. That's it. But doing nothing. Yeah, I I had a, a bit of a, a a bit of a laugh if I read it correctly. Uh, I think he mentioned something in that big statement about how he 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 made a comment about how uh, he, he, because they were saying that you know. It, they we want to postpone the match so that uh, you know obviously we can rest and stuff before Barca and Borak Elmas I think he made a comment in there saying no like we we can we can play a match our, our our fitness level is at a point where we can play a match every single day if we wanted to you know yeah, okay. he he made he made a comment like that and it's like I don't know Turks man they just they just go at it sometimes they man. talk they talk shit they can't back up <laughs> yeah. Any anything else you wanted to say about the Barca games or the Besiktas game? Well, I don't really care much about Besiktas because you know it's one. It's like it wasn't even an important game in my mm-hmm. eyes because there's like we don't have anything to gain in the season. But the Barca games, I wish. Damn man, yeah, the, every, those two goals can we conceded. Uh, maybe one uh, thing to yeah. say is I predicted the one-one at Camp Now, and I said we were going to win at home. And I want everyone to not forget, at home, we can do anything. And when we play at home, 51% of the odds are for us. Like, uh, It's the crowd, man. It's the fans that that make so much pressure on the away team. You can feel it. Like The players don't know what to do. They've never seen anything like this. And and same, Like I, I go to Ajax games a lot. I've been to Comp now as well. It's ridiculous. You cannot compare Alisamian, our stadium, and our beautiful supporters with any other supporters in Europe. It's yeah. just people, different. People don't understand. No. They, they, just, they just don't get it. They'll just look at, on a sheet of paper, Barcelona versus Galatasaray, and they'll just say, okay, it's Barcelona. But, but they don't understand. Like when, when, you're in, when you're in our stadium, you can feel the energy. Like you can literally feel it. Like I was, I was telling you guys when we were in Turkey, like there was just a, not even in the stadium, just in Istanbul, there was, there was such a feeling like I, I, you could just feel like we were going to win. It, it was mm-hmm. the strangest thing. I, I, and I know you guys were saying you, you, you felt the same thing. And when you're in the stadium, you, you just, you have this feeling like there's no way you can lose that. That's what it feels like. It feels like you're unbeatable. It feels like you're unstoppable. And imagine Imagine how you feel as a player on the pitch playing. It, it's, it's ridiculous, and people don't understand. You, you have to be there to, to understand the, the home advantage we have. It's, mm-hmm. it's off the charts, man. It's, you can yeah. clearly see it did affect Barcelona. Like Xavi mentioned it. Pedri ma- uh, mentioned yeah. it. They're like, this is one of the craziest atmospheres I've ever seen. Yeah. And it'll stick with me for a long time. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Makes and a difference, some, we're built differently, man. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And, and the funny thing is, like we were nonstop shouting for 90 minutes, but when our team had the ball, it went completely silent. Those moments, 
like the 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 difference is so immense man it was so like from cool. the whistling you mean from yeah, the whistling yeah yeah, to, yeah 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 i know we, we went from whistling to basically just clapping and then afterwards just singing some chants yeah it's we had the ball for yeah it time. went exactly it's just it, the the levels is just so crazy it's like whistling so loud that it's like hurting your ears and then mm-hmm. the second we win the ball we go right into some chant like or some type of song it's just it's just so it's just different man it's different Beautiful. i wish everyone could uh even if you're not a, a fan of turkish football or galatasaray at all i i wish everyone could see this it's it's different man we do yeah. it differently should we give one of the one one ticket away since we have combines yeah absolutely season tickets then if, for the people listening I'll, I'll give like a secret code or something that you can dm on twitter and then uh, I'll I'll pick one of those uh, good listeners uh, for the game. We'll do it Great like idea. that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we had a great European adventure. Amazing football. Uh, if we have to be honest, in the league, a big, very big, different story. And today we played against Gaziantep. So might go into that topic a bit and how we did there. <clears throat> because it was completely different than what we've seen in Istanbul the past uh, past games. So, Sadi, do you have some stats on how we started, or shall I? Um, I'll do the first exercise, and then you can give some general stats, maybe. So, an interesting thing is Peña didn't start. Muslera is back, his first game. Semikaya as a right back, as Omar had some injuries apparently. Our amazing duo Victor Nelson and Marcao, and then on the left we had Van Aanholt who from time to time moved toward the midfield, as we've seen a lot. And then the Berkan and Thailand duo. And then up front, we had Morutsan, Emre Kulunj, and Kerem, with the striker being Gomis. That's how we started. Any general stats, Sadi, you can uh, read out? Well, <clears throat> the one interesting thing to note from this game would be that uh, it seems like John's philosophy just didn't work today. What's his Correct. philosophy? first half. Well, Correct. his philosophy of being possession-based. Because first half, I think, uh, possession-wise, was pretty equal. We were getting dominated more. Like, they definitely had more shots on goal compared to us, or just shots in general. But second half, that changed around. We actually had the ball for quite a bit. And if I check correctly, yeah, we had the ball for 63% of the time. That's a lot. But in that second half... We did concede two goals without scoring any of ourselves. So why is now, that? Now I do have to say, what's that for yeah. a philosophy? Why is this happening? <laughs> <laughs> Defend your philosophy. Oh, sorry, I I I missed that. You're asking me to <laughs> ask why that was happening. John, he's I mean, still in Turkey, man. Yeah, what I wonder, Look. what went wrong in the second half? If Look. I just have to say one thing is that Gomis was wasteful today. He had two very big chances he should have netted in. And just shot wide, but yeah, I'll leave the rest to you, yeah. John. Look, I'm just gonna make something clear. My, when you look at what I claim to be my philosophy, is you know mm-hmm. that involves our team being able to set up in the other team's half and keep possession there. And we didn't really do that today. We we didn't really do that at all. We were playing that sort of. Like, I think we were, it looked like we were trying to do that, but we did we couldn't really grab a hold of the match. It looked like we were about to grab a hold of it and it would slip out of our hands again. It's what Barca so, did in the second leg 
at at our home in in the second half. They did that yeah. very good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And how Barcelona plays is that is exactly the philosophy I'm talking about. Um, so yeah, we couldn't do that. We couldn't grab a hold of this match. Every time we it looked like we were about to, it slipped out of our hands again, and you know they were able to chop up the match and make it difficult for us. But look, um, I think this is our. Uh, I think this was the fourth match in ten days. Mm-hmm. Um, I there's not much to say. That that's a that's enough said right there. You know we have guys like uh, Berkan, Thailand, Kerem. Marcao, Nelson, they've played, they played all of those matches. And that's, that's really difficult, man. Like, I, th- I, I kind of had a feeling this would happen, especially because of all the effort we put into those two Barca matches. Obviously, the Derby is it's never easy physically. Um, I think that had a big, a big part to play in it as well. But regardless, uh, we, we didn't play well. We didn't play good football. I don't think anyone played well. Um, I, Marcao, I think, had the highest rating in the team, I think. Um, but yeah, we, we, we didn't play well. And, and that's really, uh, that's all there is to it. We looked tired. We looked sluggish. We couldn't get a hold of the game. It was a back and forth game. The ball, I, I call it jungle ball. I don't know if I mentioned that as mentioned mm-hmm. that before the ball is just being bounced up and down the pitch, no control. So yeah, clearly my philosophy wasn't very successfully put <laughs> into effect, but horrible match. Now, just like you mentioned before, that's also what I've seen. I think the fact that we've played four four matches in ten days, there just collectively, I didn't feel the fight at all. More so to me, felt more like a motivational problem today, mm-hmm. as the players just weren't all that up for it. Um, like if if I just have to name a few players who were having a good game, like Morutan, Emre Kulinc. Berkan, who was at fault for two goals, like the two mm-hmm. late goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gomis, who just... Like, Gomis is not a workhorse, right? He's ger- he's just there, up there, to be our target man, and then to just score one in. I mean, he has all the experience for it, uh, but also just not good enough. Yes, he did score one in, but it was from a deflection. He was just there at the right time for Morton's shot to just put that one in. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess... The only players you could be more positive about were, like usual, like a Marcao or a Nelson. But besides that, just just horrible in general. Yeah. However, should I really care as much? The answer again would also be, no, not as much. Yes, it's worrying, but like, let's be honest, the season's over anyway. All we have to do is just keep us from relegation, which, I mean, we are doing right now. Reaching top four will be near impossible with the amount of games we've left like there are how many games left again i think about eight games eight, i believe eight games and in those eight games we need to at least have 11 points gained with none of the other teams gaining any points i mean that's just impossible so yeah that's, that's just how difficult. i think of it. It, it 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 sucks like it really sucks losing and i i never would have thought we've been would we would be in this position but on the other hand i mean I'm already laying on the ground kind of dead. Like, I couldn't be bothered as much anymore. Yeah. I'm just waiting for next season. I mean, it's still dangerous, Sade. If you look at the tabella, we're 15th with 38 points. <laughs> then comes 16th, Giresun with 35 points. And then mm-hmm. you have the four relegation spots, Altai, Gösteperize, Yeni Malatyaspor. 
and Altai at 29 points, we are basically seven points removed from getting into their position. So we do have to pick up a notch and win some games. Mm-hmm. Um, people are saying, oh, TFFA, they won't allow us to re- relegate and shit. But uh, <laughs> you never know, man. You never know. I That's mean, cap. I'm one of those. I don't. I don't. I mean, big club like Juventus even went down. But this is Turkey. This is different. Exactly. That's country. the that's the point, though. It's Turkey. Anything can happen, no matter how corrupt things are, and especially with this board, and and their strength. I'm sorry, their weakness of defending us. It can happen. So, and and that's my worry. Thing is, I think it's on to a point because as of late, they're trying to renew the TV rights. And they're trying to get the highest bidder. You're not gonna get the highest bidder if Galcera is not in the league. I mean, we're <laughs> we're gonna be free to watch on Ted. So uh, that's a big, you know, yikes for the TV industry in Turkey. Isn't that or the done? Sports? Is that deal no, done? No, it's not done. No, not yet. No, it's still ongoing. Okay. And and w- when you look at it too, so yeah, we have eight matches left. Four are at home. Um. Which I think will win those home matches. Uh, we have we still have to play away to uh, Fenerbahce and uh, Başakşehir, but th- those are difficult, obviously. But I think the ones at home we can win and pick up. Uh, I think it's, it was twelve points, so I think that's doable, and I think that would keep us out of relegation. But again, like I'm not really worried about being relegated. I put, putting the conspiracies aside. If if they'll let us. Uh, relegate or not I, I don't think we will even you know pushing that off to the side I, I just can't see that happening but mm-hmm. yeah after the international break uh, we need to pick it up a little bit for sure yeah all said has never picked it up after international break John yeah well we have never, eight matches bro. to find some wins so and the, fir- the first one back is is uh, a home match so we gotta find a way I, there's no more excuses you know now, a bit about the game from my side. You could obviously see the team was very tired from the past three games. And that took a toll as well. The difference is how we played against Barca. Uh, very defensive. And here we're playing against Gaziantep where we needed to move from that defensive stage to a good attacking position. And, well, playing that possession football like Barcelona did, we need to also pick up where we lost the ball in their box. And that's what we didn't do. When we went to their box and we lost the ball, we couldn't recover that ball very fastly. And that's why they got into so many positions, even though we had a high possession game. And in my opinion, we cannot play like this with Kailan and Berkan in the field at the same time. Because that's just too, like, for one... Passive. Passive, and Berkan does not have the quality, because he's being used to attack, right? He, that's obvious. And Thailand is being used to, to be that defensive side. And Berkan doesn't have the quality to finish or the vision to give that final pass. And with them two in the midfield, I don't think we can do that at all. It's either Thailand or Berkan for me in that spot. If you want to go more defensive... Just put in Thailand and just have two more attacking midfielders. If you want to be more uh, attacking, so pick up the ball in their box because you know 
well, we're going to have the possession. Just put him back on instead of Thailand. Not both at the same time. That's just something I so wholeheartedly disagree with. Yeah, I think uh, regarding those two. So, okay, look, I mentioned before, in my opinion, it, there, we have a severe um, mismatch or unbalance in the midfield. We have too many players playing in the midfield that are uh, sim- have similar play styles. They're too similar, right? And we, we're not going to get any creativity from those two. They're, that's not going to happen. They're, they're not those type of players. I don't think they're bad players. I don't think they're amazing, of course. But I think they did well in the Barca matches because of the instructions they were given and the type of football we were playing in those matches. I think they played well. So I'll give them credit for that. I'll give them credit for the Barca matches. They played well. I, I'm not, not going to take that away from them. But playing in the league where we're expected to dominate possession and attack more, yeah, I mean, of, of course, it's... it's it's an unbalance, right? We have too many defensive-minded players playing there. There's no one, and I said I've been saying this every week almost. Like, there, there's no players that can unlock a backline. There's, there's no one that's going to make it happen for us. So, that's definitely a big problem. Uh, so we're gonna need to see some some players, I think, come in in the summer to correct that. But um, yeah, that's definitely a big issue. And what did you guys think about? Uh, uh, Muslera today like how, how do you feel like we've been watching Pena for the last three four weeks or however long it's been how does it feel watching him and then Muslera like are you happy to see him back or what do you think I I am so 50-50 on it like personally I think Pena did a good job in the previous matches however we also have to keep in mind he's still a loney we still loaned him right he's not here for our future. That's why, to me, I mean, I'm really indifferent on it. I, if Peña was our player, I would say just start him. But since he's not really, I don't mind if Muslera starts. What did happen though in the first few minutes, Muslera did give a very stupid ball away with a simple pass, which already made me think, ah, Peña probably wouldn't have done this. But yeah, no besides way. that, I think I think he had a he had a good game. I mean, the goals that we conceded weren't really savable in my opinion so I'm indifferent to it I'm not really pro or anti Muslera uh, for this game so yeah, yeah. I don't know what you have to say or the others but for Emre, me what do you think oh for Emra I think it's okay that he plays him I mean there's a chance there's a possibility we're not going to be able to loan Pena again so you kind of need to have Muslera on his game going into the season the new season I guess I don't know I don't mind Musler playing as long as he's not conceding like he's my chip every game. I don't mind it. Yeah, for me, for me, Mustera is. Um, yeah, I mean, he he's a legend already for Gala. The the yeah. years he's been with us, he saved our ass multiple seasons. And seeing him today again playing, my only criticism with Mustera, which has always been the same, is he doesn't stop penalties. Besides that, he's good with his feet. He can make those critical saves, saves. And honestly, I think he might have been better than Peña with Barcelona as well. Uh, he, he just, I don't know, man. I, I like Muslera. I'd pick him above Peña any day of the time. And I'm not saying Peña is very bad. He's obviously very good, fit, good with his feet. And he did pull off some good games. But with Muslera, he has those amazing saves, man. 
So that's yeah. the last second clutch saves. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna just quickly give my opinion on that, and then I have a question for you guys. So, um, I I think I think I said this on a couple other episodes. I'm not sure, or if I've just been telling you privately, but I love Pena. I, I there's nothing more to it. I I love the kid. I love watching him play. I love everything about him. Um, now of course, like Samet mentioned, Muslera is probably one of the not probably he is one of our greatest ever players and i don't think um in the last decade or so we would have won some of the trophies we won without him he's uh of course he's incredible he makes those uh you know those unbelievable saves that we all we all love so we we give respect for that um so that that's fine i of course i expect him to play you, you know i i i expect that but my my question to you guys so I think it's time we slowly start thinking about life after Muslera, right? And do you th- it's unlikely of course, but do you think Peña is a guy that could play for Muslera like when Muslera's gone, could we bring in Peña? Do you think he could be the future for us? Of course, he's not Turkish, which you might take into consideration, but do you think he's good enough to be our starting keeper after Muslera. What do you guys think? Yes. I'd say yes. But is it preferable? Especially with the foreign rule, is it preferable you're fulfilling that with a keeper? And like the other teams, I'd be psyched if we had a good Turkish keeper. And we've been mentioning Okan a lot, who's at Girasun, but I'm doubting if he will be enough for us as well. So it's a very tough decision to make between Okan or Peña. And I think, and honestly, I think Barca would be okay giving him to us. I don't see them being so, uh, yeah, I don't see them holding on to Peña so badly. So uh, it's As a loan or you mean selling him to us? Either way. I think they'll definitely loan him for another season if uh, Torrent stays for another season. We'll see that happen. And then maybe we'll even buy him afterwards. But do we want that, especially with the Turkish, uh, the foreign quota and stuff like that? It's it's very hard decision to make. And and well, also and also just sorry, Emre, just before you you speak, I, just one well, other one other thing to keep in mind is that, in addition to asking if we want that, does he want it? You know, yeah, I, I, I I I think he has dreams of playing for Barcelona, right? He's he's never. Um, uh, like, like I don't know. I, I would just imagine the position he was in with Barca and with the Spain national team and stuff. I would imagine he dreams of playing for Barcelona, right? So I don't know. I don't know what how he feels about it, but you, that's also a factor. Like, even if we try to buy him, if he doesn't want the move, then that would suck. So, well, I was just gonna say, I would prefer if we get a Turkish keeper. Not saying that Pena's bad, but. You guys keep mentioning that this midfield sucks, right? This midfield is incompatible with each other, et cetera, et cetera. Next year, we have to play with one less foreigner. And considering that Keta might actually leave, you don't want to uh, occupy that fourth you know, slot for Turkish players in the like front like five players. You just don't. I'd rather we get a Turkish keeper... Even if he's just, you know, somewhat average like Okan, I'd rather us, you know, 
get better players, more suitable players in the midfield and in our like uh, our attacking positions. Like, because I don't know, next year is going to be very difficult for us. But I like Pena. I'll, I'll I'll say that. Yeah, my answer would be kind of the same like you two. I personally also think Pena is good enough for us. But the problem just lays mainly with the fact that we are only allowed to have so many foreigners on the field. I mean, next year the rules are going to get even worse. So, um, this season it was three Turks, I think. Yeah, next next season will be next four. Is four. And, and the year after five, it's, it's gradually going to be worse. So, because of that, I would say no. Only because of the rule. If the rule mm-hmm. wasn't here, yeah, sure, I'll take him. So, yeah. But because of that, I'd rather have a Turkish keeper. And uh, it so happens to be that a rival team of ours, young goalie, which is pretty decent, is not going to extend his contract. Berke. Might, yeah, might try to scoop him. I find Berke him pretty Uzer decent. from Fenerbahce. Exactly. I find him pretty decent. He's, he's, he's not bad. And given his age, he'll also have enough time to develop. I mean, surely he's better than an Ismail Chiper or Fatih Öztürk or uh, mm. that we have. Bert, Berk Balaban, yeah. which we've seen, I think, only once in a, what was it again? PSV game? Yeah. Uh, it was either that or uh, Europa League, I can't remember. Look at all the top teams in our league, top five. Look at their keepers. They're all Turkish. Turkish. Yeah. All mm-hmm. Turkish. And they have backups for them that are Turkish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why can't we do that? Indeed. We need to do that. Yeah, we're, clo- yeah. coming, we're coming close to an hour, guys, so... I want to introduce one more last topic, maybe, before closing off. Um, Apparently, Burak Elmas is, uh, what does it say? Burak Elmas is going to go for another elections. It's a last-minute news, I see. So we might see tomorrow some announcements that uh, re-elections will happen, which I'm actually happy about. And this is the thing. He got president with... 51, 52%, very low. It was a 50-50 odds. So that's how he yeah. won. And he won mainly because he was going to hold Terim still. And when he basically stopped with that decision, everyone left. And this is my biggest complaint ever since Terim left, is the organization is in shambles. There's no one doing the marketing. There's no one checking up on the staff. There's no one checking up on the stores. And that's what I feel the most and I'm pissed off about the most. I mean, put replacements there. I guess nobody wants to work with this guy and that's the issue. So I don't know what will happen, who will come, but I always felt like even though I don't find him a very good president, you know, Lysol put us in a lot of major debt. He did have the organization and the professionality uh, in the club and, and you could see that. So hopefully we'll have something like that again. One thing yeah, I don't want saying. is Torrent, Sensibile, Leaving. and all that stuff. I don't want them to leave. I want them to finish, for sure. Well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, whoever comes next might not see them in their plans. And like like you said, Burakemo, there's no organization. I think there's like, uh, you know how they say Sunni, like make-believe type organization, like how he brought Luis Campos, Sensibile, stuff like that, just to make it seem like there is some sort of like... Uh, you know, hierarchy mm-hmm. at play there, but then he brings, you know, people that are like not suited for the job. Like apparently, I don't know if this is completely true, it could be you know, false or rumor, but some of our like PR people are like even finalists 
Like, how do you yeah. expect them to come and do PR for us that well? I mean, yes, like, if you were to not take what team they support into consideration to do their job properly. But then again, I don't know, man. I don't think a Fenele or even, like, any other team would put, you know, their soul and heart into our team to make it, you know, better. Yeah, I, uh, look, I, I don't care that much about the person as I do their ideas and what they're trying to achieve. So when it comes to that, I like Almas. I like Burak Almas. I think he has some good ideas on how he wants to drive our club forward, which is good. But my worry is that, so if, if we go to re-elections now, right, are people going to vote on the best interest of the club or are they going to just vote for opposition because he got rid of Fatih Terim? Because people st- clearly still can't let go of our Lord and Savior, Fatih Terim. So is Lord that going to happen? Or are they actually going to vote for what the best interest of our club is? That, that, that's my question. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, good question. You know? But, I, like, you know, what, you're, what you think is the best interest in the club could be, you know, different from other people. So it's like... Yeah, I, I, absolutely. But it's like, are these people just going to... Regardless of what Burak Alma says he's going to do, regardless of what he's already done, regardless of what he says his vision is or what he's trying to achieve, are people just going to vote against him because of Fatih Terim? Because for, for some reason, everyone needs to prove their loyalty and allegiance to Fatih Terim, which, which I, don't under, I, I don't understand. It's, it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'll just, I'll, I'll never understand that. You know, that's the thing. That's why I always, I always said you don't, the thing is he came to this position, I'm not going to say mainly, but I think Fatih's name does bring a lot of, you know, respect and sure, votes with sure. it. Right. And to like get rid of him six months in is like after saying, oh, I have a three year project, believe in this project, young project. And then you get rid of him six months in while well, people are going to question you. Right. And so I mean, that's he, what I mean. He, he, he not yeah, only ahead, said like uh, he, he not only said, like, I'm going to use him. He said, I'll be unquestionably loyal to him. Like, right. it doesn't matter what's going to happen. We're going to keep him. And indeed, six months after. Well, yeah, and like that, opinion, rightfully so. But that that was I mean, a poor a poor choice of words, though, because you shouldn't be saying that. Like, what what do you mean, exactly. regardless of what happens? What if we lose twenty games in a row? You're still going to keep him? Like, yeah, he so, shot himself in the foot there. That's that, that that's a very poor choice of words, and it's like I, I don't know what people expect. Like, th- that's his job. If you, if you feel like Fatih Terim is not. Um, if if he's not like giving us the results that we need, if he if you don't feel like the team is playing the way that we should be playing, it's your job to make that move and get rid of him. And he did that, but for some reason, people just can't like wrap their head around that concept of Fatih Tedim not being our coach. It it's such a crazy thing to some people, and some people believe that there's no other person that could possibly work for Galatasaray. Like it, it's just it's mind boggling. It pisses me off so much. And, and on that note, um, since we were at the stadium, right, at the Beşiktaş game, I also couldn't believe uh, what happened there. So mm, yeah. uh, the, the, the plays were being, you know, their names were being uh, called up, I guess, for the speaker. So they say, Akturk Ole, we say Kerem, you know, we all yell. Right. Um, but then came Dominic Torrent and the crowd was literally booing. I was like, what the hell is going on? I know our results haven't been that good, but... So dumb. It's it's ridiculous. That's like disgusting. why would you why would you boo the guy? Like it's disgusting. 
It, it really uh, is. I was really, it, it really baffled me. I wasn't expecting that. I didn't how's hear that. Torrance fault? You don't hear that. Yeah. How's yeah, Torrance, exactly. how's it Torrance fault that he saw a job opening? What is he not supposed to take a job opening? Yeah, I know. Like, I see, this is stupid, but you, you said it before. Turks are emotional. You know, Turks don't know what to do on professional stuff like that. We're very emotional people. We get attached to things and people are very attached to Fatih Tatum. And that's why, I mean, I'm with you, John. I don't think that he is our all, like, only person that can play or like, manage this club. I've always wanted him to retire like three years ago after his second uh, championship. You know, and you know this, and I've been always wanting someone like Okan Buruk. But like I said before, you don't kick someone out six months into their, you know, their new term who's trying something new with young kids. You do it at the end when the, the results are fun because... This is what I hated because now you see people saying, "Oh, if Fatih Tatum was here, we would have beat Barcelona." Yeah. Yada yada yada. And it's, see, it's I hate very that. obnoxious. It's very it's very annoying obnoxious. as hell. That's why I always say, just let the guy finish, then you kick him, because then you yeah. there's no excuses for anybody to come at you with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I I I believe I mentioned this before. Like, if you're booing, the, okay. First of all, if you if you boo Dominic Torrance, like first of all. It makes no sense. So that, that's already very stupid, a very stupid thing of you to do because it makes no sense. Second of all, you, you're, how can you say that you fully support our club then? Like what, what, what exactly are you booing? I, I don't understand. What, what exactly is it you're booing? We almost got past one of the best teams in the world in Europe. We played a great match against Besiktas. We have the Fener game coming up as well. Like, I, I just don't understand what people, what they're booing exactly. And I, 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 don't, I don't see how you can call yourself a true supporter of the club if you're doing these things. Like, we support our club in the bad days, on the good days. You know, it, it, it makes no sense. And it, it pisses me off so much, man. It's, it's such a disheartening thing to see. It bothers me mm-hmm. to no end. Like, so, there, there's a difference between just criticism and what the people in there did. Like, okay, you can be critical of Torrent. Like, I mean, the guy hasn't performed on every match, just like this Antep match, right? You could say. But to boo him straight, like, yeah. I think that's unacceptable. That's yeah. not something you do. In the stadium itself, you should support your team, like, unquestionably. Unless there is, like, a, I don't know, a protest plan for, I guess, the board or something, but not towards your own players slash coach. They're, they're just there to, you know, get mm-hmm. a result in the end. No yeah. one's there to sabotage our club on purpose. Well, the thing is, Torrent is like an extension of Burak Elmas and Co. You know, like they brought him here in, in place of Tatum. So they see him as like, you know, he's on their side, so he must be booed too, right? And imagine if um the, the player, you know, Torrent brought were bad as well. They would boo them as well. Like, thank God Pena's actually good. Pulgar doesn't even see the day of light to play, you know. He can't even get booed. But mm-hmm. they would also get booed. Yeah. Maybe one more last news just to highlight that as well. We're going to break the Guinness World of Records with the solar panels we installed on the roof, which was uh, quite interesting. Oh, my God. I think it's the <laughs> biggest one ever. Um, I just saw a tweet about that. Damn, so, I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, pretty interesting. It's, it's a large The biggest scale. one on a stadium, I assume, right? Not just biggest in general. Yeah, yeah, or- yeah. And uh, considering the energy prices lately, I think this will be uh, good for the club. 
Also, I was breaking some sort of record. That's my team right there. <laughs> exactly. I was hoping you would say like for uh, the loudest crowd or whatever. No, we have that already. We have that already. No, but that was broken like 20 times. Uh, no, no, no. Not in my mind. <laughs> um oh yeah so for the ticket give uh, giveaway or whatever we're doing um i think whoever's still listening they should dm us if they're a front wiper or a back wiper on the <laughs> toilet and then we'll see if we can give you uh tickets for the next few games don't yeah. worry he won't judge you no judgment this no is not the uh, back wipers exclusive back wiper <laughs> army rise up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so with that said, I'd like to say a few words to end it on. So guys, even if the roads are long, thorny, stony, even if the place you step on is full of sorrow, flood, avalanche, fire, whatever is in front of us, Jim Bom always walks with its head high. <laughs> well said. Um, Adam, this not is much, not much more to say. <laughs> it's basically translated. How can I possibly uh, top that? Basically <laughs> translated. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. the, o- the only way that can be topped is if Emre says it in like a hard Brooklyn accent. Then maybe it can be topped. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, it's a GG. All right, guys. It was fun again. See you guys next week. And for our listeners, uh, as always, we're on Instagram and Twitter at the Lions Den GS, and uh, we all love you, man. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Peace.